Then you will truly be successful. And we know all things work together for the good. The good. And we know all things work together for the good. The good to those who love God. To those who are called. According to his purpose. We are now in the book of Amos, Amos, the third chapter, the first through the 15th verse reads this way. Hear this word, people of Israel, the word the Lord has spoken against you, against the whole family I brought up out of Egypt. You only have I chosen of all the families of the earth. Therefore, I will punish you for all your sins. Do two walk together unless they have agreed to do so? Does a lion roar in the thicket when it has no prey? Does it growl in its den when it has caught nothing? Does a bird swoop down to a trap on the ground when no bait is there? Does a trap spring up from the ground if it has not caught anything? When a trumpet sounds in a city, do not the people tremble? When disaster comes to a city, has not the Lord caused it? Surely the sovereign Lord does nothing without revealing his plan to his servants, the prophets. The lion has roared. Who will not fear? The sovereign Lord has spoken. Who can but prophesy? Proclaim to the fortresses of Ashdod and to the fortresses of Egypt. Assemble yourselves on the mountains of Samaria. See the great unrest within her and the oppression among her people. They do not know how to do right, declares the Lord who store up in their fortresses what they have plundered and looted. Therefore, this is what the sovereign Lord says. An enemy will overrun your land, pull down your strongholds and plunder your fortresses. This is what the Lord says. As a shepherd rescues from the lion's mouth only two leg bones or a piece of an ear, so will the Israelites living in Samaria be rescued with only the head of a bed and a piece of fabric from a couch. Hear this and testify against the descendants of Jacob, declares the Lord, the Lord God Almighty. On the day I punish Israel for her sins, I will destroy the altars of Bethel. The horns of the altar will be cut off and fall to the ground. I will tear down the winter house along with the summer house. The houses adorned with ivory will be destroyed and the mansions will be demolished, declares the Lord. And that ends our reading for today. So I was sitting in a hotel the other day and I was frustrated. I couldn't get access to the Internet and I had to send an important email by a certain time. The more I tried to get online, the more frustrated I became. I called the front desk and asked if they could restart their router. They did. And I still didn't get connection.
I went downstairs and asked for the password again, and I still didn't get connection. I sat in the lobby near the door, which was really inconveniencing because it was particularly windy that day. But I was so determined to get internet connection that I was willing to endure the cold weather for a second and still no access. When I got back upstairs, the manager called me and asked me one question. Did you agree to the terms and conditions? I asked, what do you mean? She continued, well, in order to get connected, there's a small box that will pop up after you enter the passcode. You have to click, I, I agree, to the terms and conditions, and then and only then will you get access. I looked at my screen and all of a sudden a small box appeared. God started speaking to me. I knew this was more about what he wanted to say than it was about me sending an email. This was a life lesson that I needed to apply. Listen, y'all. The hotel's system would not grant me access to free internet until I agreed to the terms and conditions. No agreement, no access. No matter how many times I tried to log on and no matter how expensive my device was, if I did not agree with their terms, I would not be able to use their internet. The moment I clicked, yes, I agree, the screen said, login successful, access granted. Why is this important for us? I am so glad you asked because I am pretty sure you know what it's like to need God quickly. I'm sure you've experienced a time where you had a deadline and you needed an answer. But the question to answer is this. How's your agreement with God? Are you living in agreement with his terms and conditions? Have you read the terms and conditions? You know how we are. Many of us slide down and select yes without reading the fine print, but if you had only read what you rushed by last year, maybe you would be better prepared for the moment you're in right now. Maybe I would be better prepared for the chapter I'm in right now. So God is asking us to read the fine print in our lives today. If not, you may miss certain details in scripture all because you move too quickly. Amos was not a prophet by profession. He was a sheep breeder. His nine to five job was to breed sheep. But God took him from his nine to five profession and commanded him to prophesy to Israel. I would like to believe that his earthly profession taught him something about his spiritual calling. So Amos prophesied specifically to the people in the northern kingdom of Israel at face value it seemed that they were blessed. At face value, it seemed that they had access. But God used Amos to tell them that God's definition of prosperity and the world's definition of prosperity are two different things. I've said it before, but I will say it again. Do not confuse the will of God with the American dream. Amos directly looks at these wayward worshipers and asks this question. Do two walk together unless they have agreed to do so? Back in the day, when I heard this verse quoted, I usually heard it referenced in marriage counseling sessions or in premarital counseling talks. But the question made sense. How can you walk together if you don't agree? Now, however, now that I'm reading this verse in the light of the entire book of Amos, I now realize that the original intent had nothing to do with two people. It had all to do with God and his people. What God was using Amos to say was this, no agreement, no access. And in God's world, there is no such thing as we agree to disagree. 
The children of God, in order to receive the bountiful blessings of God, must agree with God. We also see this reiterated in the New Testament. When two or more agree, the Father grants our requests. When we don't agree, God pauses the movie mid-sentence and waits for his children to click the I agree box. So today, evaluate every area where access has been denied in your life. Assess your agreement. Reread the terms and conditions. Then try again. Remember, access will be denied even when the Wi-Fi is free until you agree. And I know that the world uses the phrase, let's agree to disagree when they want to resolve a conflict. But in the kingdom, agreeing to disagree is not agreement, it's dismissal. So hear the words of Amos again. Can two walk together unless they have agreed to do so? Of course, the answer is no. Two entities cannot be in sync with one another until someone agrees. Notice it doesn't say that two cannot walk. Sure, people can walk. But two entities cannot walk together without agreement. And some of us are so busy convincing others of our walk that we haven't even paid much attention to God's pace. Is God walking with you or are you walking ahead of him? Are you metaphorically living a treadmill life, glorifying your walk, but never leaving your location? Are you burning calories or making disciples? Today, make it a point to seek out God's agreement. Make it a point to seek out agreement with those you love. Make sure your spouse is really on the same page with you. Make sure your team doesn't feel like you are rushing past them on your way to destiny and only using them as placeholders or coffee runners. Make sure your spirit and soul agree with your body. If you aren't in agreement with you, nobody will be in agreement with you. So pray. Pray today with intention. Every time we pray, we align our minds, bodies and souls with God. And when we don't pray, we walk around in disagreement within ourselves. Have you noticed how frustrating your day is when you don't wake up with God? When you don't take time to do your devotional, when you agree with yourself and others, it makes it so much easier to agree with God. Just think if Mary had not agreed. Jesus arguably would not have come forth. Mary had to say, yes, be it unto me. And if Abraham had not walked in agreement with God, he would never have become the father of many nations. So I wonder what's behind your door of agreement. I wonder how your life might change if you would simply align yourself with God. Click the I agree box and receive access after reading his terms and conditions. Day 44 of our 90 day challenge. And I want to read for you Amos, the third chapter and the third verse. Can two walk together except they be agreed? Listen, friends, when I first read this scripture, I thought what many of us think. This is the perfect scripture for marital counseling because two cannot walk together unless they agree. And I agree. However, comma, the original context of this scripture was not about two individuals. The original context was about God in agreement with God's people. And I believe that before you can walk in agreement with humans, you got to make sure that your vision, your purpose and your desires sync with God. It is possible to be in agreement with everyone else except the one who's responsible for the bill. So today, silence yourself enough to ask God is this what you willed for my life or is this what they want for my life 
the children of Israel needed to agree with God. Otherwise, they would be walking and getting nowhere. I think we can, though, appropriate that lesson about connectedness and semblance to the partners that we have in the name of faith. So if God is going to put his stamp of approval on your idea, then we've got to be in agreement with one another because when two or three are gathered, then God can be in the midst and agreement becomes the consequence. Today, I really want you to design your non-negotiables. As a publisher, when I started out years ago, I was so hungry for the money that I did not know what my non-negotiables were. And now I've determined there are certain books I will not publish, certain things I will not allow, and certain opportunities I will not explore. You've got to design those non-negotiables and call it an agreement clause. And when you're partnering with people, whether it is for a faith-based reason or for a purposeful reason outside of a sacred space, I want you to have this agreement here so that you can figure out, are we just walking in the same place and getting nowhere or are we actually going to move forward together? Let's agree. Everybody shout with me. Everybody lift it up, say.